Welcome to the Business Balance Podcast. I'm Emma Langton, Mindset Coach and Hypnotherapist, and each week I'm bringing you conversations and coaching about getting the balance in business. We'll be talking mindset, strategy, boundaries, balance, and a whole lot more, so you can create a brilliant business life and still enjoy time off. You can find me over at www.emmalangton.com, where you can join my newsletter and get this podcast straight into your inbox every week, or book a call with me to have a chat about how to get this to work for you in a personalised way. Now, it's Valentine's Day. Is love in the air for you? Is there a song about that somewhere? Don't worry, I'm not going to start singing. But this week I want to talk to you about loving your work. Because do you? Is there a way that you could love it more? I mean, I absolutely adore my work every single day, to be honest. And I know for some people that's a bit sickening. But you're in for a really special treat this week because it's not just Valentine's Day. It's also my birthday week too. I'm not telling you how old I am. Okay, so to share a bit of the thing about what I love to do, I've got a really special offer for you. So to keep me away from cake, I've set aside space in my diary for 10 people to have a one hour one-to-one intensive with me. Now, I normally run these intensives for at least two hours. And when I run those at the two hour, two to two and a half hours, they're an investment of £329. But because it's my birthday, then I'm offering this one hour intensive session to you for just £125. So you can book one of these bargain birthday sessions. (laughs) I know I'm a bit rubbish at um, giving things titles, but book a bargain birthday session by just checking out the link in the show notes. Now, when I put these offers out, they go quick. So when these 10 are gone, they're gone. Here's a couple of things that people have said from having these previous sessions with me. So Sean was struggling to cope with the pressure. He said, I find myself much less stressed than I've been in a long time. He said, I can plan better, I can see things more clearly and I've definitely benefited from the session and will keep on implementing the tools that we talked about. And then Claire was feeling alone. She was struggling with self-belief and it was making her scared and anxious and affecting her business and she felt she kind of had no one to talk to and nowhere to turn. And afterwards, she said, Emma, you have ninja questioning skills. You helped me uncover my corridor of doubt. And that practical support that you offered is excellent and will help create a structure to better support my professional and personal integrity going forward. How about that? So if you've got any questions about these sessions, then get in touch with me. My contact details are on my website at www.emmalankton.com. There's a link in the show notes for that as well. And I'd really love to be able to chat with you in person if you grab a cuppa and we can whiz through some of the issues that you're having. Alrighty. 
So as I said, I'm publishing this on Valentine's Day, although I do pre-record some of my sessions. Um, and there's probably going to be a lot of information out there about improving yourself, loving yourself or improving your love life and stuff like that. And that's fine, but you might not always think about the ways that you can love your work life more. Whether you are in uh, your own business or whether you're the boss of a business or you're in employment, you know, let's face it, we spend a big part of our time at work and life is always so much easier when we love what we do. So what can we do to make sure that that happens? There might be many reasons why we don't love what we do. You know, we might have fallen out of love with it for various reasons. But here are just some of the things that I hear from the executives, the business leaders and the entrepreneurs that I work with. So they might say that they feel like there are issues holding them back. They might have sort of been getting some sort of struggle to achieve personal and professional goals. Or they get frustrated from feeling like they can't cope, just like Sean that I mentioned there. Or they're putting in extra time and effort to just be able to feel successful like they're actually achieving. Sometimes they worry they get found out as being not being able to do their job. Or sometimes it just feels lonely there at the top or working on their own. So what can we do to be able to love our work more? Well, the first thing is to plan and schedule. Oh no, this sounds really boring. But I've had this conversation with at least three clients over the past week. When they feel like they're overwhelmed, they're struggling to cope, they're working lots of hours and they just don't feel like they're getting anywhere. Planning and scheduling is important. When you plan and schedule out your day and you you begin to feel like you're taking control. You feel like you're in charge again. You can see where you have gaps or where you have really busy or pressurised times, and then actually you can make adjustments in and around them. Instead of having that massive to-do list that you're carrying around inside your head and having it nagging away all the time, you can plan and schedule when you do things, and then some of that stuff gets packed, and you can sit back and rest in comfort of knowing, yep, on Thursday there I'm going to be doing that task and activity. You know? So every Tuesday, I'm going to be doing this. You know, every Friday, I'm going to set aside time to whatever else it is. And then your brain can rest easy knowing that that time is allocated to do that job. And it doesn't have to be nagging away at the back of your mind going, oh, you haven't done this yet, you haven't done this yet. Oh, what about this yet? I know you're concentrating on that, but what about this? And then you don't need to carry it around all the time. I wonder if that's what your nagging little voice sounds like. Clearly, it's what mine sounds like. So each day as well, when you've done your planning and your scheduling, you need to make sure that you do the most important thing first or the biggest and most difficult thing first. That way you use all your kind of fresh brain power when you need it the most. And if that means leaving emails till later, then make sure you do that. The next thing, speaking of emails, is to stop multitasking. Now, I posted an article on this social media about this the other week. It wasn't an article I'd written, but it was a great article. Multitasking is a myth. This is something that I tell people all the time. When we concentrate on one thing and do it well, we then get so much more done. 
When we're switching around from one thing to another, when we get distracted with the notifications and the emails, you know, when those little messages and things that pop up and tell us that something's there on our screen, then actually the reality is that we're stopping to do one thing and then the other and then switch back again. So then the reality is that we're not really doing two things together. We're just doing really fast switching between one task to the other. And that's not the most efficient way to work. That's not the best way to use our brain power. And we end up being tired and fed up and feeling unproductive. Or that we're working harder and getting less done. And that's just demoralizing. So I really urge you to look at that multitasking thing. Switch off all the distractions and do one thing really well. Boundaries. You know I'm going to talk to you about boundaries. It's my passion. So as I said, we're at work a lot. Apparently we're at work at least a third of our time. So if you keep those tasks and challenges and clients in your head when you've left work, when it's the evening, you know, when middle of the night, when it's the weekend, when you're supposed to be reading to the kids, so you're supposed to be spending time with your partner, when you're supposed to be out whining and dining on Valentine's Day, if you're keeping all this stuff either in your head or paying attention to your phone and the emails and messages that are coming in, then it's going to drag you down. It's going to take up space in your head and in your life when you're meant to be relaxing, switching off or connecting with someone else or something else. Now, how can you possibly do this? I hear you cry. I know. Most of my clients say this to me. But this is what I help with. This is how I help people to get clear on boundaries so that you can comfortably have time off. And it might mean that you need to change your mindset or your perspective about this in order to be able to say goodbye to your desk, to your laptop, to your email for that short period of time and properly switch off. This means you can actively engage in that social and leisure time. Now you might be saying as to me, muttering at me as you're listening to me in your earpods, that you can't afford to do this. Well, here's a thought for that change of perspective because apparently there are more people than ever now that would consider taking a salary cut in order to improve their quality of life. So if that's you, You know, what I will say to you is that you don't need to take that salary cut, but you can take action to get better balance between business and life and sorting out those boundaries. Speaking about a better balance in business and life, we need to be sociable. When we spend all our time working, we have less positive interactions and less pleasant experiences. Now, those positive interactions and pleasant experiences mean that we create much less of those feel-good chemicals. And we need those to lift our spirits, to boost our energy and to help us to feel good. You know, there's a hormone called oxytocin that I first learnt about when the kids were little. And it's often called the love hormone. Because it's associated with feel-good feelings and loving, happy emotions. Oxytocin is released when we interact with touch and hug and love. It's also released when we play with a puppy because they give us unconditional responses and reactions of joy. It's also said to be released when we look directly into each other's eyes. 
when we make eye contact with people that we care about. When oxytocin is released, it's said to reduce stress and anxiety and promote the feelings of connection, feelings of trust, and all of those things aid relaxation. So if you're feeling too tired to be sociable or to interact, then actually I urge you to schedule that time. (laughs) Yeah, sorry. And then to go and spend time with friends and with loved ones. Because science says it's good for you. Who can argue with that? And then speaking of interactions again, we need to get feedback. This is a good one. We're so often critical of ourselves that we are our own harshest critic. So try taking a step back and seeing yourself through the eyes of someone else. Or go and ask people. You know, in business, there's things like the 360 degree feedback. So you can gather information about what people value about you and what they don't. In my business, I ask for testimonials and feedback. I always ask for testimonials. And one of the questions I ask in those testimonials is, is there anything I could have done better? Another question I ask is, what was the outcome for you? Now, it might be opening you up to some feedback that you think you might not want to receive and it might seem a little scary at first, so you need to be brave here. However, you also need to be open to the possibility that some of that feedback might be pleasantly surprising. You know, and a bit of customer love is always a really good thing to help boost your morale. So do do begin to think about getting that feedback. The other thing you can do is change your self-talk. And I know I keep going on about this as well, as you may have noticed in previous podcasts, if you're an avid listener. And there is that whole previous podcast. But as I've said, we are often critical of ourselves. If you catch yourself being negative, putting yourself down, telling yourself something is rubbish or whatever, then begin to change that. Speak to yourself the way you would a friend. When you change your words, when you change that tone of voice, when you smile to yourself, it can change the way that you think, it changes the way that you feel. And it might take a bit of work to change that habit. But some gentle consistency goes a long way to help you to feel better about yourself and your achievements. Speaking of your achievements, I want you to list your accomplishments. I love giving this action to clients. What I talk about is making a love book or a book of praise or a book of achievements. You can call it what you like. I often call it a love book. Gather together all the things that signify to you that you are good at what you do and that you can and do and have achieved. Now, this might start from exam or qualification certificates. And then extend it to feedback, to photos of work done, to letters of achievement and congratulations, perhaps on getting a new job or the acceptance of a new client. The list is endless. And when you begin to collect these things, you know, it's not just about going looking for them or trying to keep them in your head. Put them in a file, put them in a folder because then you've got real tangible evidence there that you can pick up and put down. You can flick through on a good day, on a bad day. 
It reminds you of what you've accomplished. It reminds you of what you've achieved. And then it brings up those feel-good chemicals. You can feel proud of yourself. It keeps your abilities and your sense of worth and value at the forefront of your mind. And when you feel good about yourself, it helps you to love yourself more and to love the work that you do more. It reminds you of the good stuff. Now, I could go on and on about things that you can do. There are so many things that you can do to improve different areas of your life to help you love yourself, to help you love your work more. But it often means taking a step back first and making some changes. You know, remember Einstein said insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting it to be different results. And if you're doing that same thing in your job, in your work, in your life, over and over and expecting different results but still feeling fed up, it may be that you need to take a look and change things. Look at what you can change. Look at what you can influence. Remember that you can't change the people around you if you're working with some grumpy buggers. But you can change the way that you think about things and change your responses to them. So I hope that's given you some starters of things that you can do. So I'd love to know how you've got on with that. So do drop me a message or leave me a review. And then don't forget that I've got those 10 bargain birthday sessions at just £125. You can get the link in the show notes. You can book that session in with me really quick. And let's talk about how we can make a change for you. And then I'll see you again in the next episode. Bye for now.